0: To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCOA. The N-OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.
1: Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. It is I, Stephen Jotter, and Jacob Trobo. Bye, and And Jake. Wonderwall. How was that? Minnesota United beating FC Dallas 1-0 Saturday evening in a regular July MLS match, but late drama. Pretty exciting stuff, huh?
2: Had to have been the most dramatic match I've ever been to with the 91st minute go-ahead goal by Mason Toy. You then have the Vito Minone penalty save in the 97th minute to secure the win for Minnesota United. You had the playoff implications on the line with the fifth and sixth seeded teams going at it head-to-head. Very boring match for the first, I don't know, 70 minutes. The intensity seemed to pick up a little bit. And then, bam. It's just this grand crescendo in stoppage time in the second half mm-hmm. and yeah it was a blast it was a blast it, toy scores the game-winning goal there's these t- teenagers who are standing next to me haven't said a single word to them and all of a sudden they're jumping on me they're hugging me we're, we're doing high fives <laughs> the guys next to me are hugging me i've literally haven't said anything to anybody and people are giving me hugs i'm getting high fives from everybody it was an electric atmosphere. It was probably the loudest I've ever heard. Allianz Field. Wow! Do you hear that? Let's wow! Just,
1: let's listen to this. Uh, Jake singing Wonder. How special is it, Jake? That Wonderwall play at the end of these wins, and now that the team is running like th- this is, this is soccer. This is the beautiful game coming together, huh? It feels like it, doesn't it? You
2: can just feel the emotion um, through that video. I think it, like I said, it was just this grand crescendo at the end of the moment. Everybody, every the stadium wanted to erupt, and when that goal went in, everybody did. And then you had all the emotions, all the the, the drama after the Mason Toy goal with the VAR on on the on the penalty, uh, and then the the penalty eventually awarded to Dallas, and then Ziegler is denied by Vito Manone at the end. There, it was just everything about it. The the place erupted and like you said with the Wonder Wall, it feels like an authentic atmosphere
1: too. Wow. Wow, get that, Armand. Authentic atmosphere. MLS is slowly but surely coming along. Uh listeners, if you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five star review, follow us at Unc Sam's Pod. on today's episode, talking about a super league. Armand, from the Dallas point of view, different story, huh?
3: It's devastating from a Dallas point of view, to be honest with you. The better team for most of the match, and then like you've seen throughout the year, they kind of, tur- they kind of I don't know if turned off is the right word, but they kind of succumbed to the pressure of uh, Minnesota United, who just kind of, I, I got to rewatch the last 10 minutes, because I'm not sure what exactly flipped, but it just seemed like Minnesota just kept ramping on the pressure, and Dallas just couldn't handle it. Maybe they are gassed, they were tired, I'm not sure. But no, it's pretty. It's a pretty brutal result because it's another game where, nonetheless, we know, like, hey, look, like, starting at the point where these things kind of matter, you can't draw points when you're the better team, when you're the better team for a majority of the match. And, you know, it's a crazy thing because they were the better team everything the match. Jake will agree. I think everyone in Minnesota will agree. It's just the last 10 minutes they turned off. And you know what? You can't, in a road game like that, the home team is going to, you know, use the fans' energy to get them going as well. And you can't let them in the game. You got to take advantage of opportunities and finish them or try to kill off the game. And I don't think luchi Gonzalez tried to kill off the game. I think they kind of left it open. They they wanted to go for the three points and not just a draw. And I think that's why you saw what ended up happening in the end. And if you look back, what would said say? Luchy make us fine. Like, we're trying to go for three points. We'll go for one. We go for three. If that's what happens, that's what happens. That's just their mentality. That's how they go. But... It's it's a pretty it's a pretty rough result, especially because they had a chance at the end to salvage all of it, to salvage the, the, the mistakes in those last ten minutes. They had a chance, and then Ziger steps up and botches a penalty. So there you go. I mean, it's just not massive,
1: good. massive playoff pitcher implications of this match.
2: Totally, and one thing too that I don't think Armand mentioned: Dallas not only all played Minnesota for eighty minutes of that match. But Minnesota also played a midweek game against New Mexico United in which I don't think there were any changes from the match on Wednesday and the match Saturday night. So Dallas had a great opportunity to not only get a draw, but to secure three points, and I, I, they, they failed to do so. And I think they're going to look back on that match and, and see it as a, as a missed opportunity at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, no doubt. The other Hawk team right now in MLS is the San Jose Earthquakes and Listeners. Be on a lookout. We'll do a, a special episode on San Jose here coming up. But, Jake, time to move on to a Super League.
2: Almost like a North American Super League with only Liga MX and MLS. If you haven't heard, starting on July 23rd is the League's Cup, which will feature Chicago Fire, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, Real Salt Lake of MLS – and they'll be taking on the likes of Cruz Azul, Club Tijuana, Club America, and Tigres of Liga MX. It's a knockout tournament style, with the finale dated at September 18th in Las Vegas at Sam Boyd Stadium, home of the UNLV Running Rebels. And guys, this Leagues Cup has kind of has started to start the discussion of whether or not. Liga MX and MLS will unite or merge or whatever word you want to use in the in the near future. Uh, Hercules Gomez had out a tweet on July twelfth saying, "Get ready for MLS versus Liga MX interliga play. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. The two best leagues in the region want to unite now." Stephen, those are pretty big, that's a pretty big prediction from Hercules Gomez. And why don't you play the audio of Don Garber talking on this very subject?
4: In many ways, that's what what League's Cup is. It's the first step trying to figure out how could you have more compelling competition in addition to the competition that we have with the CONCACAF uh, Champions League. I mean, the ultimate dream, and Enrique talked about it down in Mexico, we've been talking about it a lot here, is if you ever can dream of a league that is combined in some way, it could be a powerful force in professional sports, competitive with all the other major leagues uh, in North America because of the uniqueness of that structure. But, you know, you've got you to walk before you run. You've got to create programs like this to see uh, the, the way they're organized and the way that they can be executed. And, and uh, I think you're going to see more and bigger partnerships between our two leagues in the years to come.
2: And that's from Don Garber. Essentially saying their dream scenario would be merging MLS and League MX. And that gets us right into our question of the day listeners at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Would both leagues benefit from the creation of a North American super league? Give us your take at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. And Armand, let's start with you on that on that question. Where do you stand on that subject?
3: Yes, both leagues would one hundred percent benefit from the creation of a North American super league. I mean, let's keep it real, guys. Why do you think Mexico plays the majority of their friendlies in the United States? Money, money. They get the most money. It's it's quite obvious. Look, Liga MX is the is one of the more most. I want to say it's almost even above, or it might be even above the Premier League in terms of TV ratings league in America. Right?
1: It depends, but yeah, yeah. I, they're I, they're 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 closer. They're, they're much closer, closer yeah. than what MLS is to the Premier League, right? Exactly. Or yeah, even they're, Liga they're, MX.
3: They're pretty. They're pretty close. The Mexican national team numbers shatter. Uh, they they do phenomenal. Now they can tap into this American market with uh, MLS and with increased media exposure in the one easily the biggest sports landscape of in the world. Come on, both leagues have benefit substantially. It Gets more eyeballs than MLS. Gets Liga MX more money. And also more eyeballs. Look, I'm 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 looking at it from a, a mainly monetary standpoint, but also gives them quality matches as well, right? You're playing against quality competition. We we can't we can't. I'm not saying some teams league on max are bad. I'm Not saying you know some teams in MLS are terrible. You know, obviously they're not. Some of them aren't the best, and some of them you know aren't amazing. So you get that quality competition between between two sides, and again that you get eyeballs. I mean, who's not going to watch an like a North American Super League? Who is it? Um, Why wouldn't uh, you want to watch that?
1: I I don't know. First first off, this 2019 Ligas Cup, whatever it's called, completely forgot about it. Armand, I I know this is off topic, but I want to ask you this. Somebody who's in and out of uh, an MLS locker room, if you're the Chicago Fire, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, and the Real Salt Lake, how seriously are you going to take this cup? You're not going to take
3: it that seriously. The Dynamo with Wilma Carvera said we're going to field a lineup with USL players. How, like, the thing is,
1: then why the, why play this? What is, as a coach, I'd be pissed playing this tournament.
3: Well, they are. I, assume, I, 100%, I 100% agree with you. Let's think about it from another perspective as well. Remember, MLS has all these midseason friendlies and stuff. This is basically our midseason friendly, but with, with a little title on top. And it sucks for League MX teams because this is a midweek game for them as well. They're starting their season relatively soon. So this is like a, another
1: like a midweek match. Like I, I don't understand it. I guess uh, money talks, but yeah. Yikes, Jake, Jake, you you said something about the U.S. Open Cup in our text messages that you said they should play it on the weekends. They
2: should. They should. They, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't play it on the weekends. I don't understand. Look. The U.S. Open Cup doesn't do that well in terms of attendance, right? I think we all can agree upon that. I think we all can look at some of these early stage matches where MLS just gets in and you have 5,000 people at games, right? I think we all can agree, you know, a 5,000-person filled stadium on a Wednesday night is just an awful look. But when you put these matches on the weekends, when you put them on a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon – they feel a little bit more important. People have a little bit more of a reason to go to them because they can't fall back on the excuse of, well, it's a weeknight game. I got work tomorrow morning. I don't want to deal with it. And I think that'd be great for U.S. soccer to put them on, on the weekend, make them feel a little bit more important. I don't know why MLS teams don't do that when they already have tickets sold for a lot of these league league games that you can
1: just move to a Tuesday or a Wednesday night. Right. And and think about it, the complications of playing a U.S. Open Cup midweek game. The Chicago fire the Galaxy, the Dynamo, Real Salt Lake? They're not going to care for this. It's a glorified friendly with some of these clubs, like the Galaxy, are in the middle of playoff seeding. And seeding is going to make a huge difference in the upcoming playoffs. It, it, there's a format change. So to dump this in the middle of the season, to me, makes no sense. And then you start the matches on July 23rd and 24th. Then the semifinals are August 20th, and the final is September 18th. I mean, you're talking about a tournament that seems to be kind of obnoxious, but I guess gets the ball rolling on the Super League. And the Super League is nothing but a money ploy. Tell me what benefit, apart from the financial gain that Liga Max and MLS get out of it comes from it.
2: More exposure, more eyeballs, increased level of competition. I think Do you, you really can make an argument. You'll
1: get more eyeballs though. I I get yes. it. Yes, you'll get more eyeballs from soccer lovers. But are you gonna get the neutrals into this?
2: I don't know if you get the neutrals into it. But if I were to tell you that. Because you combine two leagues, there's a larger influx of money, which therefore means better players are going to be brought into this region of the world from the outside. Wouldn't you want that? I mean, I mean, let's let's look at I, let's look at Liga MX TV ratings or, or 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 the average amount of viewers for a League MX game last year on national TV. Four hundred fifty nine thousand people. That's actually it's actually been decreasing over the last three years because there is actually a, an oversaturation of Liga MX games on national TV here in the U S but you compare that to MLS's numbers, which are 290,000 uh, average viewers on a national TV game. And you can see why they'd want to do that. You, you, you combine the two, you, t- you, you, you get MLS, which doesn't have any history, which really only has an American following. If you even want to call it that and you get these Mexican teams who have tradition, who have history, who have a strong following here in the U S and you combine the two, it makes total sense. I mean, the American sports entertainment industry is the most lucrative sports market in the world. I mean, there's no coincidence that Mm. the NFL and the NBA are the two most successful leagues in the world. And as an owner, if you're an owner in Mexico, why wouldn't you want to tap into that market more? And if you're MLS, and you know, League MX does better than you in your own country. Why wouldn't you say, "Hey, League MX, come on over. Let's let's combine this thing. We want to. You want to make money off us. We want to make money off you. This just seems like a perfect marriage. Let's do it."
1: Uh, those numbers, Jake cited, come from World Soccer Talk. Armand, th- Jake mentioned something rather interesting. He said, "If you're a Mexican owner, why not tap into America? But do you not risk?" Ruining what soccer is all about having a domestic league competing in a regional tournament and so on, and so forth.
3: Come on, Steven, you're you're, you're talking like soccer has morals. Does soccer have morals? Let's be honest here. (laughs) States own teams, right? right? There's financial doping, right? There's no promotion relegation in, in soccer or in MLS specifically because of this worry about losing money and investment and whatnot. The League MX is a promotional relegation system where if you pay $7 million, you can stay up. Like, It's all about money. And you know what? By 2027, the Super League for Europe might be created. Why not make one in the United States? Why not? And you know what? Maybe you can actually make some fake promotional relegation in that instance as well. I don't see... Look, the morality of soccer is this. There used to be some, and it's it's pure, but at the top of the top, it's not. It really isn't. So I think you do you will risk losing it, but whatever, man. Money talks.
2: Listeners, once again, question of the day. Would both leagues benefit from the creation of a North American Super League at Unc Sam Soccer Pod on Twitter. Now, guys. Even if they were to want to do, even if the two leagues wanted to merge and unite and create this one league, there are still a lot of hoops to jump through in terms of would FIFA allow. We know UEFA is trying to create their own version of the Super League, but let's get to Don Garber talking about this very subject of would FIFA even allow this to
3: happen? More competitive against the neighbors down south and you guys unite forces.
1: Is it even possible with FIFA?
4: Sure, I think so. I mean, at the end of the day, the governing bodies of our sport are looking to see how we could have more compelling competitions. Uh, Enrique had mentioned the Campeones Cup, to to have the champions of our two leagues playing against each other in Atlanta when we we'll have a massive crowd uh, coming up uh, in the fall. It's going to be just an exciting new competition. I think that's ultimately good for the game. I think it's good for FIFA. It's good for CONCACAF, Con- Con- good for our two leagues.
1: I just think MLS wants to beat Europe to a Super League. I think MLS is leading the charge so they can be the first. All these creations of the Champion's Cup, the Liga's Cup, all this stuff is nothing but fluff. The players don't care. The coaches honestly are mad that they have to play this. I I am curious to know whether or not they actually make money off of it. And, and what significance does this bring to the players' trophy cabinet, to the club's trophy cabinet? They create these competitions, but it dilutes the, the value of... Of the trophy. It dilutes what it means. When we talk about the treble. Within the American game. It's the Supporters Shield. The MLS Cup. And the US Open Cup. right? But that's really only limited to the MLS Clubs. No one else can win the Supporters Shield. Or the MLS Cup. But. The Supporters Shield really doesn't mean all that much. If you don't win the MLS Cup. So you create all these competitions. I think. If they're going to create a Super League, they're going to have to get rid of some of these cups. Honestly, in this creation of the Super League, apart from the money, is S-T-U-P-I-D. Stupid. Because I do not know whether or not the neutral fan looks at this and goes, huh, now I'm suddenly interested in MLS. No, this this is a pander to all those who like Liga MX games because i think MLS is looking at it going like i don't know what else we can do to, to grow the domestic game
4: well
2: steven i don't think this is to grow the domestic game i think this is going to be a full on season this isn't going to be you have your mls schedule and liga mx schedule yeah yeah you're right i think this is a this isn't a separate competition this is
1: but i don't understand have- the logistics of it i don't get why i l- l- let me play back this let me play this back this Wonderwall, beautiful. I don't know if you'll get that with this creation of the Super
2: You don't think I will still be singing Wonderwall if Ministry United beats T-Grace uh, on a Saturday night in St. Paul? You'll be
3: singing that loudly. I, I don't think, think so. I, I, think, I don't I think, think
2: so because I, the rivalries aren't
1: there. There's it. not a natural rivalry. We, there's, we talk about no natural rivalries in MLS anyways. No, you're right. Absolutely right. So now they're going to jump start a, a Super League uh, across teams that don't really know each other. The 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 natural rivalry you get out of this is what happens with the national teams. The USA versus Mexico. That's the rivalry they're they're hinting he- or head putting their their money on. But if you ask me, you're gonna have MLS. you're gonna have games in America, however they're gonna set up the travel for all this. You're gonna have a big Mexican club come up, and the MLS club is gonna be on the road. Because there's gonna be more interest from the the Hispanics to have interest in Liga Mex.
2: You're not wrong, but how much do we how much do we complain about MLS not having that?
1: visiting support i know but i don't know if it makes it all that lucrative for players to come and play in the super league
3: so sorry so steven you you bring up an interesting point and maybe we should may look into this but i know for example in dallas right there's a lot of tiger they're not in dallas excuse me in texas a lot of tiger supporters groups but they come from like houston very south uh houston san antonio would they make that drive all the time is my question which I would say is no mm. and my 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 thing is I think we might be overstating uh the potential impact of those games being played in the United States and being a quote unquote road game because I don't think they'll go if this game is like what if the seasons were what forty or thirty four to 40 games they're not gonna go to every game they're not gonna do that they right. usually make that that trek once every once in a while because. It's every once in a while against right, your team in America, right?
1: right? You're, so you're right. Think,
3: so I think – I don't think the atmosphere will go away. I think the level of play will go up. I think it will be very different though. And I think that's – and different as in – not as in like, oh, like, oh, it's like different. Oh, it's weird. It, it's going to be weird because you don't usually have two nations, like two separate nations playing each other. And you're right. The rivalries are going to take a while to develop, and they're probably going to be more competitive than, you know – like like a like a like a fake you know Atlanta Orlando rivalry or something like that like they're they're gonna be a little bit more competitive based like maybe you're gonna have more rivalry between like Sholos and like the Galaxy because they're close to each other uh, and, and and those guys but I mean outside of that you're not gonna have those like locational rivalries so I mean I I look the travel in MLS is a lot yeah. we already know that so I mean adding a little bit more won't be that bad but obviously there's gonna to be some restructuring of the CBA but. And I honestly think as Garber and Bonias, Bonias, the president of Liga MX, their goal—I think their goal—is to combine together and make a super league and cut out all these crap teams below them. Forget like you know, forget the USL, forget the you know the, the Asensio League, which is the second league in Mexico, and let's just make the money. Let's let's have more CCL quarterfinal matches and less you know matches between Chicago Fire and RSL.
1: Yeah, fine, listeners, call me a traditionalist. I do not like the expansion of what Europe has done. Don't like this idea of a super league. I like I like the current format where everything is is in the domestic leagues and then from there you have to qualify for the Champions League or the Europa League or the CONCACAF Champions League if you want to play uh across country lines. I fine, call me call me a purist in that sense. I personally don't like it. It's going to take some time for me to actually like it. I think this Champion's Cup is useless. The Liga's Cup, useless. MLS is on the verge here of continuing to grow. I don't know if they're going to hit a ceiling at some point before we we get another expansion of growth. But it, it does feel like MLS is trying to grab as much cash as they can because they worry that they can't grow fast enough to keep up with the NBA or the NFL or even the Premier League's dominance here in America.
2: Steven, I think they've hit the ceiling actually. <laughs> what? I really? Think, I think they've hit the ceiling because they are essentially using expansion teams to kind of to, to prop up the league, if you will, right now. And what what's a great way to to create a safety net for MLS? well, that's to to pair up with the most popular league in the country right now, which is League MX.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: That's a great way to protect your investment if you're an MLS owner. But listeners, question of the day, would both leagues benefit from the creation of a North American Super League? Guys, I want to read a tweet here from Eric Gomez of ESPN in response to this thread from Hercules Gomez He tweets, at Hercules Gomez, 2026, it's happening. Three tiers, full pro-rel, and divisional setups to limit cross-continental travel, which has been, Stephen, your biggest gripe with this whole thing with uh, the the travel. But last question here, is this a gateway to finally have promotion and relegation within soccer in this country? I I don't want to say U.S. soccer because it wouldn't be a true pyramid. But would this be a gateway to have pro-rel?
3: Yeah, but so it's gonna be it's gonna be a very limited pyramid, and you know what? I mean, it's it's, well, what, it's whatever. What, I mean, what's it's,
1: what is this pyramid we're talking about? So what is it? The super leagues? What twenty teams? 60, let's say twenty teams. Yeah, right? ten. From the, each. What, is it really ten each? Is that really that fair?
2: And that's an interesting question, Stephen. That has to be figured out if they were to do it. Like Eric said, he believes it would be a three tier system. I'm not sure if that means there's an MLS two and mls one and then you have the super league and you know also with you know league mx two league mx one super league
1: and i wonder what usl is gonna do like what do you think these divisions in u.s soccer are gonna look at and do if this were to get created would they take the back alley and go look we stay american we are authentic american soccer mls is a bunch of sellouts
2: I mean, they might. They might. Who knows? Maybe they'll imp- implement their own promotion relegation so you have that that structure in place within, within the U.S. soccer, uh, I guess, sphere, if you will. <laughs> it's, no so it's, <laughs> it's no longer a pyramid. It's no longer a pyramid. I don't know what you'd want to call it. A, a tree? Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> a tree. But anyways, that's it for our show today. Listeners, question of the day at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Would both leagues benefit from the creation of a North American Super League. You can follow Stephen Jodoran at Stephen Jodoran, and you can follow Armand Kaffee at Armand Kaffee. You can follow myself at Jake Petroba. For Stephen and Arman. I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next time. <laughs>
0: With Metro and the best deal in wireless, whatever your goal, however you hustle, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees always included, so you know exactly how much you pay every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. first month is $40 per line for two lines. Samsung A51 requires port from eligible carrier and ID validation limited to two per account. Coverage not available in some areas. See Metro by T-Mobile.com or store for details. With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for 2 lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See metrobytmobile.com or store for details.